Hey, Michelle, who is an absolute amazing expert in HR, who's about to discuss and what the hell just happened in HR topic. Wow, wow. that was quite the tip. This is all the information <laughs> we have to get out there. So, oh. so, that, uh, so new listeners know what's going on. Well, thank you for that. Okay, so for new listeners, both of them, plus our one listener who comes in. So for all three, three people, so it's yeah. for the two, I think we may Maybe have four. Two, could Maybe be four. four. I mean, well, there's your know. family, but they're tired of, they're tired <laughs> of your voice true. already, they, aren't they you? They like to listen to me. I bet they don't. <laughs> not, I bet not on recording or yeah. not in real life, just, yeah. just when I'm just professionally recording. edited. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So okay. let's, let's get topic? down to business. All okay. right. So the Department of Labor, they like to release these, I don't know if they like it, but they do. They release these news releases, which talks about different cases they've pursued, investigations that they've done, uh -huh. and gives us the outcome so we can kind of see what's out there. So I want to say one thing. The two examples that I know that we're going to give um, are big companies that got themselves in trouble um, I want everyone to be clear here that just because you're a small employer doesn't mean that the Department of Labor is going to overlook you. And not in, in any mm -hmm. form, shape, or whatever, you're still quite vulnerable to these kinds of complaints. Exactly. Okay. So the first one that we're going to talk about, probably in a bit more depth than the second. The second one, is, the first one is a family-owned supermarket, so we're going to talk about that first. Um, and then the second one is a larger nationwide slash state-owned joint employer messy situation. Okay. Um, so let's talk first about the supermarket. You're about to listen to another episode of What the Hell Just Happened. Join Paul Edwards and his guests as they discuss and sometimes even solve some interesting HR problems. And I'm going to go off the rails sometimes and talk about whatever I want. So this is a supermarket based out of Illinois. Okay. Family owned, yeah. uh, small business, rather small, you know, in comparison. Yep. The DOL, Department of Labor, they recently investigated and just published in January of this year um, that they found that about $400,000 were owed in back wages right. to 49 employees over the span of two years. Because remember, there's there's a statute of limitations, yep. so there's a look back period They could only here. go back that far. Yep. The two years was where they found discrepancy. Uh -huh. They found issue. And let's just talk about the number, $400,000. It's brutal. I mean, for this, this, but by the way, everybody, this is a small business still. They've grown to 50 employees over mm -hmm. time. Did, do you know if they have more than one location? Um, from what I read here, it looks like one location. It looks they like didn't one they, giant location with yep. 49 employees. Lots of part, I imagine lots of part-time employees, which is kind of how the, it's a, it's a supermarket. Yep. Coming from a retail background, you can mm -hmm. easily have a large roster of employees, yeah. um, but and, yeah. not really have that big of a need every day. Well, you're um, open seven depends. days a week. 365 days a year. So oh, don't, yeah. don't give me flashbacks, yeah, flashbacks. to scheduling for yeah. retail. That was, that was crazy. But, um, so yeah. 400 grand. So what, what led to this? And, and the reason why I think this is so important is mm -hmm. these were very basic level mistakes, avoidable, very avoidable. Mm -hmm. If this employer, and I, we don't know, we don't know where they came from. They, we don't know if this was purposely done, accidentally overlooked. Yep. We can make assumptions based on some of the facts here, but that's not what we're here to do. We're here to look at where did they go wrong mm -hmm. and help whoever's listening, the four people listening. I mean, we want you guys to not make the same mistake. Yeah. So I'm going to give you just a couple of the basics, okay. Paul, where they, where they went wrong. Number one, overtime. Oh boy. They weren't paying overtime. They were paying a straight way, a straight like rate of pay, yep. the regular hourly wage, mm -hmm. instead of 
paying the overtime rate of pay and once state. they exceeded 40 hours. Yeah. yeah. In Illinois, yeah. I believe it's only the 40 hours yep. um, if they work over 40 hours in a work week, okay. having to pay that. And they misclassified. So what I mean by that, we can go down, we can have a whole other podcast about that subject. Mm-hmm. But what they did was they decided at some level that s- certain employees were exempt from overtime mm-hmm. so that they didn't have to pay them overtime. Right. And there's a whole analysis that goes behind that. But if you tell, if you, if you classify someone and you do it wrong, then, and you don't pay them overtime, that's actually due to them. This is, this is what can really happen. Mm-hmm. It piles up and there's no hiding it. You mm-hmm. can't, you can't hide it. Once you get in the audit, there's no hiding it and there's no justification for what you did. Um, there can be some slight arguments around the classification for mm-hmm. uh, paying someone a an exempt salary, which means they are exempt from the overtime requirements of the Federal Labor Standard Act. And a lot of folks think that just because you pay someone a salary, that that means that they're also exempt. You can pay someone a fixed salary, but you still have, uh, okay, you can pay a non-exempt employee. Mm-hmm. So we'll just, you know, a non-exempt employee, you can pay them a fixed amount a salary that's agreed upon for 40 hours, but you still have to track their hours and then you have to pay them the overtime. Correct? Correct. Okay. Then there's the exempt salary employee who gets there through a kind of a a 40 point test that both the IRS and the department of labor have. And then you can have an employee for those of you who are listening, it's going to be an upper level manager who spends most of their time managing other people, not Mm -hmm. doing the work that those people do and alongside of them um, who makes a certain amount of money per, per year um, subject to all kinds of other rules. And most of the businesses who are listening to this, you only have one or two, maybe three positions. That supermarket probably had maybe, maybe there, there was managers Mm -hmm. and probably about it. And that's probably about it. And there could have been manager of produce and they might've fed into it. It could be a manager of the, of the uh, front people, you know, the service people who run the registers and they'd have some other duties, but the manager of the people who restock, Mm-hmm. who also does the restocking alongside of them, he or she is no is not going to qualify for that exemption. Yep. So you just, everybody really be clear about it because paying someone a fixed salary does not make them an exempt employee. There's more that you have to qualify them on. Exactly. You can't hide from this. These rules are known. The time records are there. Every, we all know what everybody worked. We all know what the rules are. So you really can't, there's not much you can do here. So you, you just need to know the rules and comply. Exactly. And you, you said something right now, and it was like a raised a flag for me. Uh-huh. You said the time records. Yep. A common oh, no. mistake we see is that employers are, you, uh, are not keeping actual records. If, if somebody is misclassified as an exempt employee yes. and is not keeping their records, and then it's you get an whammy. audit, boom. Now yeah. you don't have anything to protect yourself to say, Oh, this is how many hours they work. This is how many overtime hours they work. So they can claim whatever they want. Exactly. And, you know, more than likely the DOL is going to side with the employee because it's the employer's responsibility to make sure that this is being done properly. They'll pick the worst week and just multiply it times two years. Yeah. And, you know, what's important to understand about an audit and and one of our uh, previous, one of my previous coworkers here at Cedar um, brought this to my attention. She had a lot of experience with uh, dealing with audits Mm -hmm. and all it takes is one employee to bring a complaint to the DOL. The DOL is not just going to look at that one employee's file, are they, Paul? They ask for all the records. (laughs) They're going to look at everybody's and they're going to look back as far as they legally can look back. Um, And that's, uh, you know, 
I don't want to like scare you guys, but this is a scary thing. If you get a basic element of employment wrong, later on it can it can it really, can really hurt pile you. Up. Yeah, yeah, and and we see that here, and we and see it with with uh, in in our dental down our dental channel vertical. We see it with hygienists all the time. Right. Where they're misclassified as an exempt employee and they're not tracking their time or they're paying them a, a daily commission or something like that. And they're still not tracking the time. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is, is that you if you're not tracking the time and they're not working and they're working less than 40 hours in a week, you're technically you're out of compliance and you could get in trouble for not tracking the time. But you have no way to prove it. Yeah. So it's like, well, they never work more than 32 hours. Well, prove it. Mm-hmm. And that's where the Department of Labor said, you know, you could pay them a commission but you still have to pay them overtime for the hour. And I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole. What was the second? <laughs> it's what, easy, easy to go down these rabbit holes. What was the second holes. one? The, um, the, um, the part seller uh, was a private company, correct? So, yes, a private company. Okay. It's a national auto parts distributor and also a, an Arizona-based logistics okay. company. So they work together, joint employer situation, meaning singular employer. Okay. Um, so there were about 1,400 drivers classified as an independent contractor yeah. instead of an mm-hmm. employee. And the the DOL um, a, obtained judgment uh, from a court that that was incorrect. So they pulled, the, they pulled their 40-point test, which, by the way, you can pass 39 of the 40 points. And by the way, it might be 44 points. That's not, my, that's not what I'm trying to get to here. Mm-hmm. You can pass 39 of the 40 points. If you fail the 40th point, that is the thing that reclassifies the employee. So it's, you, it, it is not, it's not complicated, but it is complicated. <laughs> and there are certain points of failure where you fail them, and it doesn't matter what else is true. And I, I can't imagine how they got this wrong. But I know why they, they tried it, and I bet they yeah. were emulating there's um, always a, a benefit from the employer's perspective. Yeah. I mean, it's it's clear. It's I, I understand the logic behind it, but yeah. that's not the that's law. not the law exactly. Right. Um, and they ended up owing five point six million dollars in back oh. wages. So that's very different than four hundred thousand. But you know, oh. a large employer versus small employer. Oh my um, goodness, that's a lot of money. So that's back wages and again liquidated damages. Um, also, civil money penalties. I mean, these things the pile on top of each other, and yeah. and it's it's kind of wild. So, I mean, that one larger scale, but we get these questions all the time at yeah. the Solution Center about classification, how to pay my employee correctly. Because generally speaking, employers want to get this right. Oh yeah, they don't want to have to deal with this. Oh, they have I good intention. Clear. Oh yeah, every time I've ever been in like a custom book, custom you know customization or education on this, and I and someone's gotten it wrong, the first thing that you can just see them go white. They're like, I didn't know. Some ex somebody was doing it like that when I bought the practice. I just kept doing it or something along those lines. I have rarely, almost never in our 17 years of existence had someone who didn't want to correct it immediately and, and you know, wasn't upset that they, they got it wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think, you know, just talking through these examples, what we can take away from this is if you don't know, just work with somebody who does, you know, you're not expected to be the expert on all of these things, all things business, but surround yourself with experts, people that do know how to get this right. Um, Because when you do the right thing for your employee, 
it benefits you as well. Oh, so not only does it impact run. these 49, these 1400 individuals mm-hmm. in each of these examples directly, them and their families, it's going to impact you as a business owner, as Absolutely. we've very clearly seen happen here. Uh, also, for everybody who's listening, we put down in the notes for the for the podcast, we put, we've put we written extensively <laughs> about this. You can, seriously, you can really educate yourself by just reading a couple of our blogs that are in-depth that go, go through this whole analysis. We even give you a worksheet that you can go through. You do this in private, in the background, if you think you have a problem, you could reach out to someone like us. Of course, if you're a CEDAR member, you want to reach out to us. You can talk to your CPA about this as well, but you do it privately in the background, and then you have to go through a process for cleaning it up. Um, and there is a mechanism for self-reporting, which if you find it and fix it, then you can't really be sued over it, and you can avoid all the penalties. But you got to get out in front of it and do it in a certain way. You'll need guidance for that. So Thank that's, you, Paul. That's our uh, that's our scary. Um, make sure you <laughs> felt classify. pretty daunting, but yeah, make sure you classify and pay people properly, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of What the Hell Just Happened. Do Paul a favor and share this with your network. If you have an HR issue or a question you'd like us to discuss on the show, send it to podcast at wthjusthappened.com. For more HR advice and insights from Paul and his team of experts, you can also join the private Facebook group, HR Basecamp, or visit hrbasecamp.com. Make sure you tune in next week, and remember, better workplaces make better lives.